I feel like there's a lag effect. You know, the economy has done a lot of shifting. A lot of money's come in. A lot of money's been pumped out. Interest rates are crazy, but rentals are kind of the secondary layer of a market that float on top of all these other, probably a little more like immediately reactive metrics. I did not know this. I was actually very surprised by this, but in the Jefferson County, Birmingham Housing Authority area, there's actually on a waiting list. Welcome to uh, Cash Flow Bros. I am the mic man this time, so we are glad to have you here. You didn't even call it a podcast. <laughs> we're there. We're we're people just hear Cash Flow Bros. We're about to, we're going to do one live in studio sometime <laughs> soon. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but I'm Jordan with Todd, Rob, and Rob. What a crew! <laughs> what a crew we got. It feels different on this Gang's side. All here. Like with one person over here and two over there, it just feels different. It's cozy, right? Just a hot seat. It, this is this is kind of nice. I could yeah. I could get used to this. This will be post Christmas, I believe. This will when be this, when this airs. So well, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed your time with um, family and friends, and are gearing up for the new year. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you're buying about. any properties you have to buy for the end of the year tax purposes. Hopefully. Yeah. Cars, trucks, everything else is closed, taken care of. Hopefully yeah, you've eliminated oh, your wait, tax oh, liabilities. That's right. Hopefully everybody already did that and you're all good. Um, yeah, so today, I, I this all kind of started uh, a few days ago. I had a client that was looking at a property. He kind of buys low-end houses, you know, and we've tried to kind of move away from that just because that's not really what yeah. we want to focus on. That's probably not the best long-term goal, which is what real estate's supposed to be. <clears throat> so I still work with this guy. We closed a few a year, and he's pretty easy to work with. And he's bought a couple with me, and I, I was asking him the other day, you know, how are those houses going? Because he was one of those first-time buyers. Right. And when he came in, I told him, look, you probably don't want to go this route. The tenants can sometimes trash the houses. Yeah. The appreciation's really not there. The, you know, what you think on paper is going to be is probably not what it's going to be. I gave right. him the whole spiel. And I asked him how one of his houses was going that we bought. And surprisingly, he's actually throwing off about $400 a month in cash flow, okay. free cash flow, renting to Section 8. And he hadn't yeah. had any problems. Nice. So, you know, surprisingly, it's worked out pretty well for <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. And it, it started because I asked him how it was going. I was talking about market rents. And he was like, dude, you're nowhere near it. Like, Section 8 is going to get three four hundred dollars more than that right than what you're thinking section eight's gonna get right and i didn't know he sent me a website from the the hud department that gives you an estimate of what rent's going to be based on the property size in uh each area <laughs> and it's surprising because his was a two one and he's getting twelve hundred dollars a month wow wow on it, which is the very top end what area of uh i think it is in west end Okay. I believe. So I was blown away. And they had the voucher because they still have oh, to yeah. have the voucher for that amount. They do have to. Yeah. So, but and that's, it, it and can that, be approved up to that amount. Exactly. And so this end. was a new person, and I guess they had just received the voucher for the highest amount possible right. that they could get. And the house is in pretty good shape for where it's at. Right. Not that that has any bearings on it, but. Well, I think it does because. Does it? You know. That person is walking around with a twelve hundred dollar voucher. They can go to they can go any spot yeah. that has that, and they chose his house mm. because it was fixed up and attracted them. Yeah. So I think there is something to be said for, you know, not doing the minimal maybe. 
yeah. potentially. Potentially. And that's, and that's know, where the that's, fine line comes that's in. That's the fine line. But, is it worth it? But they had to select him just as much as he had to have his house available for Section 8. Yeah, exactly. So there was something about his house that was that of all the ones they looked at, you know, because that's a pretty... I don't think it was in West Side now that I think about it. It might have been more in like, like the Mountain Roebuck. Brook. Yeah. <laughs> was it Mountain Brook? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. $1,200 there. That'll get you far. Um, no, but I, I thought, I just thought that was so interesting and it made me kind of think twice about my thoughts on right. Section yeah. 8 as a whole because you just hear so many horror stories, you know. You don't hear the good stories. And I always tell people, like, it's not going to be what it is on paper. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it is for him. Now, this, this is the first tenant that he's had in it. So right. the turn hasn't happened yet. So right. who knows what the house looks like. We're not there yet. He'll check in with me when that time comes. Um, but I, I got to to look in, in a couple things that I noticed while I was looking, and I didn't know this, and y'all might already know this, but I did not, that the housing authority here in Birmingham for the handles of Section 8 currently has over 6,000 households on mm-hmm. Section 8. Okay. With over 1,000 private landlords. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. So, I mean, if you just do the math right there, there's some of those landlords, that's all they do is Section 8, and we okay. know those people. But I just found that interesting that there's that many. Because 6,000, I mean, how many listings did we have when we did the Birmingham market update? Less, Two, yeah. 2,000 yeah. listings? I mean, and I don't know less. what the total inventory of all of Jefferson County is, but 6,000 people that need assistance, that's a, that's a pretty good number mm-hmm. of people. Right. And, I mean, it's, it speaks to Jefferson County and the city of Birmingham's uh, uh, ability to – be able to help that many people. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing yep. to be able to do that and help folks who can't handle it. Um, but a couple of things in the news that popped up while I was just looking at things is, and this could have helped you before your Hueytown deal, but they just announced, I think it was two weeks ago, that they're actually shipping out third party um, to a call center for a national company that does Section 8. That's interesting. So breaking apart that Hueytown, one of the properties mm-hmm. had had an approval of an increase in rent yep. in October of 2020, uh, 2021? No, 2022. Yeah. And I'm trying to do this deal all the way in, you know, basically summer of 2023, and they still hadn't been out to yep. certify the property. Now, they will backdate that pay. Yeah. So as soon as they get out and they, you know, as soon as the approval happens all the way, they would retrospectively pay. But it could have been another year. It Who could knows? have been another six months. So, yeah. So you're saying that they're call center or they're actually contracting like so inspectors? They're not. In, they're not contracting the inspectors. They're okay. contracting the call center to help alleviate some of the – Hey, where am I at in this inspection? Gotcha. Hey, where what paperwork am I missing? What so that when you do finally get right. the actual housing authority from Jefferson County, Birmingham, out there to do whatever they need to do, it's supposed to help speed that process yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just thought that was interesting because who knows? They could already have all that done. It now could, it could potentially be done. I also think you know my understanding. Some of it is the squeaky wheel gets yeah. the you know the oil yeah of course and so when you're working with a PM that a property manager that has um, a lot of properties they have 25 or 30 in the docket that need inspections or 25 that need increases or whatever at any given time they're in constant contact with you know section eight mm-hmm. and versus like if you are managing yourself or you have a small portfolio and you have a small property manager different story different story yeah. versus you know some of these 
bigger ones, I mean, that's probably someone's task every day yeah. is to call Section 8 and see where things are at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so they had said, like, one of my – all that say, they had said that they had a lot of success with getting increases and yeah. getting things moved down the field. So sometimes it is the squeaky wheel. I think so. But hopefully this call center helps um, for folks who are smaller landlords, right? you know, to to be able to get things done in a timely manner. And that kind of jumps into the next thing that while I was looking, I also found pretty interesting um, that HUD, the federal HUD housing authority from the federal level uh, just awarded Birmingham. I think this was a week or two ago also two point, a little over $2.1 million um, to our housing authority here. And with that money, it's actually supposed to expand the, from the 6,000 residents who currently are on the program uh, to an extra 530 extra mm. families. Mm. So that's hopefully helpful. Was any of that money going to infrastructure for, or it's just solely to? It's supposed to be, it's a, it's for just to add to the housing vouchers that are okay. out there. Mm. And I say that to toss into the next one. I did not know this. I was actually very surprised by this, but in the Jefferson County, Birmingham Housing Authority area, there's actually three thousand people on a waiting list Golly. to be approved. So I mean, this two point one million dollars is a drop in the bucket by adding five hundred and thirty wow. vouchers. Three thousand people that are waiting. Yeah, for something. I don't know what yeah. those people are doing currently, living with family. I guess just trying to make it on their own. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's. I mean, that's literally double half of what's already there. <laughs> So that $2.1 million hopefully at least start to help with yeah. that. Mm. And what they're actually – the intention of the $2 million, yeah, according to the articles that I read, was to help uh, – part of it is supposed to go to incentivize the landlords in better areas. That's the goal of increasing, you know, the Mountain Brook as right. a Section A voucher. <laughs> Probably not going to be Mountain Probably Brook. not going to be Mountain But maybe you could see some stuff in Alabaster. Yeah. Pelham. And that's what it's supposed to be for. And it's yeah. supposed to help. And it, it didn't actually go into the full details because it hasn't been right. sent mm-hmm. out yet. You know how the government is. They'll award something, and then next year you'll find out what happened. <laughs> um, next year. But uh, it's just it's interesting that their focus is to go outside of the neighborhoods that they're currently in. So I don't know how they're going to incentivize the landlords to allow, I guess, to money. higher. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like money. Yeah. I higher. mean, the increases could potentially help you because, you know, I think we've all, we've had certain properties that actually haven't increased a crazy amount because the economy in certain price points, um, it's still pretty tight for those people. And so yeah. they're, they're not necessarily going out and renting bigger. They're just finding something smaller and more affordable. Yeah. I can tell you how they've disincentivized landlords in the past. Um, from personal experience and from uh, talking to property managers that I've worked with where I, I can't remember if it was sometime during COVID, I think it was 2021, we had a property that was listed on the market for $1,200 a month in rent. And we got a Section 8 application and it takes about 30 days to go through the inspection process and make whatever repairs and get to lease signing. Uh, so it's kind of a unique leasing process when you go through that with them. And 
you're okay to deal with that for the benefits that you described. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, went through the whole process, and we get to lease signing, and they say, here's your lease for 1050 And we were like, what is this? You know, this is, we've gone through all your process, and this is not what we were uh, marketing at. This is not what you indicated you would pay. What's up? And they said, right. well, we ran the comps. You don't get to see them, but here's your lease for 1050 Really? Yeah. And, wow. hmm. and, and I, you know, talking to my property manager, like, what's going on with this? He was like, they've done this to us a couple of times hmm. in the last, you know, year. It's like starting to happen. Wow. And he's like, we are going to stop dealing with them because yeah. if they can't hold up their end of the bargain, you can't count on them. No. Right. Who knows? You know what's gonna? We can't. So did you back out? Yeah, or? I said get you know get lost. Yeah, mm. we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with them. And going forward, we're not gonna waste thirty days on something that's unsure. Yeah, you know, that's the whole point. Is that it's supposed to be sure? Yeah, and hopefully, what you described is they're putting in some processes. That's what it sounded some like. Some incentives to fix it. They yeah, realize there's a problem. I know I'm not the only one who's. Oh no, I'm sure gone the other way. So maybe it's you. That's the reason why I'm so scared of Section Eight, because I just hear your horror stories. So, I need I need my guy to give me some more good stories. I think, mm-hmm. and I've talked to landlords. I talked to one last week. All he does is Section Eight. And if you know how to dance the dance yeah. and jump through the hoops, yeah, so basically anything with the government. Yeah, like yeah. any government program, it can be great if you know all the ins and outs. You know the right people to talk to. Hmm. You know what hoops you've got to jump through and how to smooth over the problems yeah. and, the, and the bureaucracy, it can be awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like it's getting more awesome if you're willing to. supposed to be, if you're willing to do it. it. If you're willing yeah. to do it, yeah. I listened to an episode a while ago, and there's a guy who did it in the D.C., Washington, D.C. area, which rents Ooh. are really high. I yeah. would love to see what that is. And he his strategy was to go in and buy like three twos, and with the option, if you reconfigured it to turn into like a four, three or four, mm-hmm. two or whatever. And because you get paid by room and all that kind of stuff. And because there's so few five threes out there, the it was like winning a lottery ticket for yeah. these families to get in. So they would get in, they would take care of the place immaculate because they didn't want to lose their voucher. And they realized how rare it was for them to have a big family and all that kind of stuff Yeah, in this DC, you know, is a very expensive rent. So I mean, some of these vouchers were like four or five thousand dollars, and he was just crushing it. Yeah. So there is, like you said, a game to be played. And if you really want to hone in on a niche, mm-hmm. riches in the niches. Mm-hmm. Oh. And and it could be where there's some there's some potential uh, increases in this pocket and some efficiencies being figured out that there could be it could be actually a viable thing to Hopefully. start doing some section. Hopefully, here. so they also because they have to when they move they have to renew their voucher and there's some like stuff on the tenant side that they'd rather not have to do. Um, they tend to stay yeah. put, so your vacancy should be low. lower. Your consistency of pay should be high. Yeah. So there's a lot of good things about it in theory. I think I'm gonna look. I'm gonna focus yeah, on that yeah. this year. Yeah. I think maybe not. You know, only thing, but like I'd like to just know With because what, yeah, you know, it won't be managed by Signal. I'm sure they won't want to do it, but you know, it seems like some people are having success in it. Yeah. Anytime they start, uh, you know, putting big government incentives and trying yeah. to pump something up 
there's opportunity. There. Well, somebody gets the cash. <laughs> smell the opportunity. I mean, I mean you know, the, yeah. those PPP loans, that cash was flying left and right. You just had to be smart enough to go get it. Right. I, I want to be smart enough to go get it. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 the goal. Yeah. And another thing that I was looking at, too, and this what part, partly started this, was he, what he sent me was what the fair market rents, what they consider fair market rents are for each bedroom. And it was the difference – what the document was is the difference between 23 and 2024. Mm -hmm. I found it interesting. Y'all might not find it as interesting, but I did. The one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom are all going up basically $200 every month. And the four bedrooms going up $300 every month. The reason I find that interesting is because I feel like the end of this year, maybe most of 23 and part of 24 the actual fair market rents, I don't think, are increasing like that. No, they're, they're just they're just not. If anything, they're stagnant slash going backwards mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. So I just find that that's typical for government to be at the very end of the slingshot. You yeah. know, when when it fires, of reactionary versus proactionary. Yeah. Um. And and I just I thought that was that's crazy because I don't know what the rent situation is going to look like for the actual non-section eight houses in 24 but something tells me that it's not there's not going to be a boom like there has been the past couple of years what was the number for a four bed for 2024 fair market rent for this upcoming year yeah yeah uh 1752 wow now these are maxes mm-hmm. yeah obviously so not yeah, everybody's going to get still, that it's going to still have to have the voucher for yeah. it and like you said they could they could dock it they could dock it but there's potential for it to go that's substantial. That so, I mean, if, imagine a four-bedroom, and they're out there. Imagine a four-bedroom in Midfield, yeah. Fairfield, and some of those really nice pockets that they have yeah. in those areas. You're talking about pulling in $1,800 a month almost when that property probably doesn't cost more than $100,000. Yeah. Uh, you know, $120,000. Yeah. That's that's well over the 1% rule. So they say. Yeah. So they say. <laughs> what is the 1% rule anyways, you know? What is it these days? Um, oh man, it it is interesting to see how the landscape of um, real estate rentals, all those things are. I th- I feel like there's a lag effect. You know, the economy has done a lot of shifting. A lot of money's come in. A lot of money's been pumped out. Interest rates are crazy, but rentals are kind of this secondary layer of a market that mm-hmm. float on top of all these other, probably a little more like immediately reactive you know, metrics. And to be honest, it's been very hard to put a pin on where they're going. Yeah. You know? so yeah. 100%. My rental in Gardendale is finally rented, which is great. I tried to help yeah. you out. I you saw did. somebody <laughs> looking for one. I was like, I know a guy. <laughs> and, uh, we got someone in December that started, which was, which was really good, but I had to drop the price below. I think I'm at a pretty much a break even right now. And, mm. you know, that's better than $0. Better yeah. not rented. 100%. But yeah. I think personally, I think it should be renting for at least 100 to $150 more. But the market is telling me different yeah. at the current time. And I don't want, I mean, potentially I could have done Section 8, but I don't want that for that property um, just because of the mileage on It's on a lot. It. And so, it locks you in too. Did you do a six month? Are you trying to get to the summertime? So they did a year. It? I had talked okay. to him about it. And I, for whatever reason, I think, you know, they lock someone up for a year. But I told him next time when they come to renew, I'd like to renew either an 18 month or a, or a six month. 
Okay. So, so I'm going to get him to. Well, you got somebody me. in there. Which I got is, somebody. Which is goal number one. At the end of the day, you got to stop the bleeding. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I, I was when I was doing a lot of cold calling for um, investing and stuff. I, one of the side benefits is you call these people who own rentals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of them are really were willing to share advice and thoughts. And one guy described it as like mileage on a car. And so, um, you know, if if you have a tenant who has a full-time job, has a little bit extra spending money, goes to the movies, goes out to eat every once in a while, the hours that they're actually in that house, they're flushing the toilets, walking the floors, compared to maybe someone who doesn't have as much liquid cash, who doesn't have a job going out eight hours a day, all these different things, they're flushing that toilet, turning on those faucets, I never thought about walking like that. those properties, mm-hmm. eight to 10 hours more yeah. than your average tenant. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's ultimately the choice you make with a different tenant. But that's partially why these Section 8 you know, people are like, man, they tear them up so much. It's like, no, they just live in them yeah, longer. two to three times the amount of hours yeah. that an average that an other tenant may not. Yeah. And so when you, when you do a turn, sometimes you're flipping that whole house. I just did one that was section 8. It cost me 10 grand. Hmm. And then after that the inspection came through and they still wanted me to do about $1100 worth of work. Yeah, I almost wonder if you could do can you do <laughs> <Ouch>. an inspection <laughs> before you do the flip? That's that's probably the way to do it. Like, all right, what do you want me to flip? No, because because you have to have it pretty much ready, ready to go mm-hmm. and and on the market, rent rent ready. In, so. a, in our market, a lot of the houses that have been Section Eight in the past, in like let's say Inslee, a lot of those houses were built in the thirties, forties, fifties, coming up on a hundred year old houses. Yeah, that also are being heavily lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, your maintenance and repairs can be high, can be incalculable. Yeah, <laughs> incalculable. It doesn't fit in the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. So you just and, that, and that's what we try to say. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so what we try to say from the get go. Yeah. He may be living living large on four hundred a month, which is good. I mean, I yeah. think he needs that because potentially, if that person turns, hopefully he's know, been saving it. Hopefully he's been saving it. Yeah. Because I I almost guarantee if they're in there for three four years, he's going to spend at least half of it. Yeah. So Nolan, if you're listening, buddy. Start saving it. We're rooting for you, but <laughs> start start saving. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. I had on the section eight. I, I've I've got some other info. I got something on here that also says that the housing authority uh, for Birmingham also, besides the two point one million that they're putting into trying to expand the program, also received five million in the springtime. Wow. So oh. you know, obviously the federal government's just been printing money. Yeah, lately. So I'm glad we're at least getting <laughs> a piece of the pie. Getting their share. Yeah. <laughs> so at least they're getting a little bit. There, there was no details on what that five million dollars was for. Did or went to, or did it just go to help the funding gap that we may have on the program already? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? Um, but I, I just, it's something that I just don't really focus on, and I tell a lot of our clients not to focus on either. So maybe something yeah. worth at least. I think it's worth looking into. looking into. I mean, and I'm not sure what the screening process can look like. You probably know. Is it the same screening process as it would be for a fair market? Oh yeah, tenant. It has to be. I mean, fair uh, fair housing. You can't really discriminate. Yeah, I mean, and you wouldn't discriminate if they had something show up on their background that a regular market renter would have. It would be the same situation, yeah. right? So, you could get into the same situation with a Section Eight tenant 
as you could with a yeah. regular oh, market yeah. tenant, you know? And another thing that I want to point out, because if you're looking at going this route, you'll want to have this discussion with your agent, your property manager, but the diff there's multiple different section eight HUD offices within Birmingham. So if you get a application, that voucher could be Birmingham. It could be Jefferson County section eight. It could be Bessemer. Um, I think there's Shelby. So it could come from a mm. lot of different places and that's the office whose processes you're dealing with. Yeah. And they could be very different. So you need to know that going out on the front end or have yeah, a property yeah. manager who understands yep, exactly. what that process looks like for each different yeah. department. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good, good thing. I feel like this episode didn't have as much comedy, but <laughs> it, it didn't. I mean, it was just numbers and cut and dry. Uh, it's it's hard to laugh about, uh, you know, eight. <laughs> section eight. Like I, I don't, I don't want to step on any toes or anything. Uh, but it is cool. I, I yeah. think it's great that there are programs out there. Just like every other government program, there are people who use it and abuse it and don't do it the right way. But for every government program, there's also a single mom with three kids mm-hmm. that yeah, needs a place to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's there for. And there's not a lot of other countries in the world. I mean, there's – first off, there's a lot of other countries in the world. It's not just the United States. <laughs> I want to say that. But there's not a lot of them that have social safety nets Yeah, like we do. It's a blessing. Yeah, you know? we're just the best. Yeah, we are just <laughs> number one. <laughs> USA. You. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, that's I'd good, man. Keep it quick, keep it quick yep. if possible. Do y'all have anything else on Section 8 that you – I'd love to hear, can we do a horror story? Like the the worst horror story you've seen or uh, heard of? I, yeah, well, the one that's coming to my mind, uh, I really can't – it's – just a sad one that oh. I can't talk about. So funny. next time, he's, if I pick a topic, I'm not picking yeah. like the he's sad, like, depressing like one. Good, yeah, good it's stories. one that I can't talk about without. I'll, like, I'll, I'll tell you a good story. So, so I, uh, I've got a duplex in Inslee. I actually seller finance the duplex. Good. And the one side wasn't renting. The other side has had Section Eight gentlemen for like years. Yeah, and it's been super consistent. And so she she was like, I can't get this one side rented. I was like, well, I'll take on the whole thing. Renovated the other side, got someone in there. But this Section 8 on this other side, I mean, it is when he moves out, um, honestly, he may never move out. He'll probably, he potentially will pass away in that. I mean, it is his home. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, it is going to be a big flip. It's <laughs> a house redo. Out. But that said, it has been relatively low maintenance. He's happy. He stays consistent. He pays his portion every month. We have a good rapport with each other. And Section Eight just went through, and I'm surprised, but they passed it. Um, mm. You know, because you know, and my guys are actually out there right now, probably fixing a faucet. Really? <laughs> so there's minor stuff that happens, but for the most part, it's it's been it's been a good experience. Now, like I said, the place will need a full flip when, whenever that happens, but I'm kind of prepared for it and yeah. it is what it is. So. I think what the big takeaway from this is preparation yeah, and understanding, you know, going into it from the front end of this could potentially just have to be a new house yeah. at the end of it. And as long as you plan for that, you know, four Still or $500 a month cash flow is great, but you better put a little bit aside. Better. 
And the debt's getting paid down. And the debt's getting paid down. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have some cash flow to cover the expenses on the on the turn, and you keep rolling, and, and yeah. the asset hopefully appreciates, and, and you win in the long run. I mean, at the end of the day, we're winning if we hold property long term. Sure. So it's it's, it, is, it is a plan to hold property and get the debt paid. I'm, I'm going to keep watching him, yeah. see what he does in a year or two, and see how his portfolio looks like and, and see how it goes. So. <laughs> Well, hopefully y'all enjoyed it. Yeah. Have a yeah. good new year. Have a great new year. Is this coming out before yeah. as New Year's Eve? Yeah, or right after Christmas. Let's let's drop it at like January 1, 1201. <laughs> he wants to be the, the, the section I eight. I want to be the, the section eight, the like first person of the year to put a podcast on Spotify. Like I want to be that guy. Welcome to the first section eight podcast of the yeah, year. Yeah. Woo. Hopefully the last one because this is a sad one. This one was no humor at all. Um, Cool. I appreciate y'all coming. Take it easy. See y'all. All All right. Bye.